you doing? Hey, Mike found the map. Yeah. Hey, look, look, look. That says 1632. Is that a year or something? No, it's your top score on pole position. Yes, it's a year, Chuck. Look, look, it's a map of our coastline. What's all that Spanish junk right there? Uh, who knows? Mouth, mouth, you said you could translate. Translate, right here. Yeah, translate it. Ye intruders beware. Crushing death and grief. Soaked with blood of the trespassing thief. You guys, this map is old news. Everybody and their grandfather went looking for that when our parents were our age. I mean, I mean, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What's his name? The pirate guy, One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, he was the most famous pirate in his time. My dad told me all about him once. Dad'll do anything to get you to go to sleep. <laughs> no. See, One-Eyed Willie stole treasure once. And it was full of rubies and, and emeralds and diamonds. Diamonds. And then he loaded it all up onto his ship. And they sailed away into the sunset. Until the British king, see, he found out about it, and then he set up this whole armada to go out after him. And then the armada, it took him a couple weeks, but then they caught up with Willie, and, and then there was a whole big war between the armada and Willie's ship, the Inferno. And th during the firefight, there was just guns bursting here and cannons bursting there. And then Willie fled, because he didn't want to stay around, because he knew he'd get killed if he stayed around. And then he got into this cave, and, the, and then the British, they, they blew up the walls all around him. And, and he got caved in, and he's been there ever since. Forever? Forever. And ever? Trapped. Welcome to Against All Oddities, the podcast about three brothers coming to terms with the oddly true and the truthfully odd. Today's episode is all about the concept of treasure and the treasure adjacent. But obviously, since we are your favorite philosophy and comedy-themed podcast, we aren't just talking about simple mental trinkets here. We cover everything from Joseph Campbell, Lacan, and the repressed subconscious, to Tolkien, the Art of the Covenant, Oak Island, and the lost city of Atlantis, to name but just a few of the golden nuggets of wisdom buried within this very episode. So grab your gear. This is Against All Oddities. about treasure although okay. I, I mean for the record i mean we're talking treasure and treasure adjacent and we're also gonna like we normally we're gonna start normally doing we're gonna introduce ourselves really quickly so i'm chris how old are you in the lineup you're number two i'm number two in the middle one how about what, what's your day i'm tim i'm num i'm number three that you know of that i know of tim was our little surprise a miracle baby i'm nate serial number zero zero one <laughs> yeah. uh nate also is traveling and is uh our phone a friend today yeah nate's coming in by iphone but you sound pretty good to me i i'm sure our 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 listeners won't mind 
Um, but anyway, we're talking about treasure today, but I, I wanted to just in the beginning before we start going to say like, it's treasure also adjacent. <laughs> we've been here. watching, we've been watching a lot of uh, hoarders lately mm. reruns. Yeah. And uh, mm. there's a lot of tre different treasures on those shows. <laughs> like uh, a mouse pee covered scrap of newspaper was one lady's treasure. And a, a bag or a bottle full of urine was another one. Or a bag full of trash clothes. One hoarder's trash. This is another hoarder's trash. Trash. <laughs> because they're Everyone both else. wrong. <laughs> to plant the seeds of excitement for uh, the future, um, Nate found a treasure trove of uh, astral projection information, and we've been deep diving into that. So that is a yeah, yeah. Trigger. Stay tuned for that one. We're gonna we're gonna revisit remote viewing because we've all been training. We'll, we'll so stay tuned for that one. Imagine I was gonna say dragons. so Nate Nate's treasure, he, you know, we're talking about this 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 treasure trove of meditation and uh, astral instruction that we're gonna revisit on a future episode. But when I was thinking about treasure, I was trying to tie it back into oddities and the occult because for me, my first exposure to treasure was the movie The Goonies. Of course, uh, yeah. I classic. watched The Goonies every weekend at Dad's house on VHS. I love The Goonies, and I was like. It's about treasure. Why did I like the Goonies so much? And I tell you what, it wasn't for the like marble sack of rubies that they get at the end. It was never about treasure with Goonies, right? Like, mm, yeah, it was for them. Although I have a whole treasure rant I could nice. go on about like, why did they need treasure? They have a maid. They live in this million dollar house on the coast, coastal. No, Oregon. they're losing it. They're losing it's it all. They're losing it for a golf course. And I was like, whose golf course is going to get built on awesome the beach? Maybe but the anyway, real treasure was our dad's mortgage we paid along the way. Yeah, right. But I wasn't into it. I didn't care about the the money wasn't part of it. it. To me, it was kind of a metaphor, even back then, to an occulted world, right? So kind of like National Treasure, too. It's not about the treasure, even though it seems to be about treasure. It's, it's about, about the history. An, it's, yeah. Well, it's this invisible world that's literally underneath, right? So the Goonies, they're in this suburban neighborhood. And as soon as they open their eyes to it, they find that on underneath the world that they know, this like suburban world, there's an occulted world. There's a hidden world with secrets and maps and traps and- A and giant an, fucking pirate ship. And octopus, which is a scene they cut out. But uh, but so, any, and, and so that movie was big for me. And I think that there's two things going on. One, I was really into- Cindy Lauper. I did like that song. Uh, it's a great will, song. But I, it also reminded me of, I think we talked about, and this is this is a my stretch for the word treasure and my segue into one of you guys to start talking. But like, I think I mentioned in another episode where I talked about vertical orientation, right? Like, so we're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're uh, vertically oriented. Yeah, survive gonna, anymore. Yeah, and we, we live on the ground and we no longer, we have some hunter-gatherer above us is the sky below us is the ground so the mundane world is everything that we see the lions that are chasing us the food that we caught our family and social structures above us are the heavens like our fantasies and below us are our fears and it's kind of the lacanian hidden spot right do you did you guys ever see the movie the conversation with um uh gene ha uh, um hackman. hackman hackman yeah did you ever see it no 
You have yeah. to watch this movie. It's brilliant. It won the best picture in 1975. It's Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, Gene Hackman's character is an audio kind of file, and he is hired to like, he's like spies on people back when technology was very different. And he overhears what he believes is a murder. And he gets obsessed. That with sounds it. really familiar. It's it's a classic movie. It's it won best picture, I bet best screenplay, yeah. best sound design. 1974. Francis. Did Ford we Coppola. watch that in that uh, film class? No, we did not. Uh, there was a Zizek referenced it a lot in Zizek's Perverts Guide to the Cinema, which is a brilliant TV show that you guys should all watch. But anyway, what why I'm bringing up this Lacanian underworld is in there's a scene in that movie, which is the best scene of the whole movie where he's kind of losing his mind because he's trying to like, there's a lot of emotional and ethical concerns he has over his responsibility to like murder and what he is hearing. Um, and so he's in a stakeout in his hotel room and he's like listening through the wall through his contraptions and the toilet starts overflowing just randomly and all this blood starts coming over the toilet and like overflowing and it's just what, and Zizek has this really great speech about the, in the perverse guide to cinema where he's talking about the Lacanian underworld like all the stuff that we shit like we were talking about shitting in the astral earlier that we cut for time but like we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about how like you can take you go on the astral and you just dump all this stuff in the in the modern world the toilet we just flush everything down right and it was like this moment of horror where all the blood and all the stuff that he was hiding was just like coming up and not, there was no body under there it was just like his insanity of seeing and i i i love that space the underground space and that's where treasure is always treasure is always underground it's always hidden and like sure it's about money and we're but it's really about searching for something else so all these tv shows and the quest there is a, obviously a financial incentive for treasure I'm gonna, hunting. I'm gonna so much it. more of that is about this lacanian quest for like the repressed histories of our consciousness it's I, also I it's, immediate satisfaction for the the pursuit like if the greater picture is like pursuing happiness or pursuing spiritual well-being and it's the adventure the whole time but at the end of the 90 minutes you get a million dollars worth of jewels so it is this like dopamine release of just yeah, like totally. oh this is amazing adventure and here's your reward yeah but treasure it. hunters find Tim, the treasure they keep going yeah, but tim tim hit the nail on the head and that's because he's obsessed with tolkien right and, yeah. and part of the every story is a journey and it goes back like the golden fleets right like there's yeah. always mm -hmm. since the dawn of mankind there has been a journey in the reward at the end of it of whatever and and, and later and you have the the little uh what is it the ghosts and goblins or whatever the little yep. treasure or wizards and warriors wizards and warriors yes you get the treasure chest oh it's so cool. Oh, yeah 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 but but in human humanity and maybe i've listened to too much joseph campbell lately <laughs> but it's like everything is ingrained in us to at some point it's like you need to grow as a person and to grow as a person spiritually you need to go on a journey and then the reward at the it, it is a change that comes to you by through that journey. The yep. process of the journey gets to the it. The transfiguration and, happens materially, like through the journey. Well, like. yeah, and it's not even the the treasure isn't that. You, you yep. know, the real reward is you is you 
maturing or changing or, or growing spiritually. Uh, hey, uh, can we do like kind of something zany again this episode? What? Like like a sound effect. We haven't had those in a while, and I really like them. Yeah, what? Help me out. Sometimes I get I, I got one. I that. Billy Bones. Yeah, that's Billy Bones. Yeah. Yes, you had mentioned that in the show notes. Billy Bones. I was like, who the hell's Billy Bones? You like, remember <laughs> Billy Bones? I remember now, but I didn't know at the time. I was like, it's One-Eyed Willie, you asshole. It's not Billy Bones. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Bones. all right. Let, uh, quick recap was so our cousin craig had a birthday party every year at the beach and it was celebrated and back when in the 80s duck north carolina was a bunch of sand dunes and very few houses no stores or anything like that because it's like metropolitan now so they they set up this whole they being our uh our aunt jane and our family so this very elaborate treasure hunt elaborate enough for a bunch of you know seven-year-olds to follow but at the end there were freezer bags stuffed with candy and talk about like a true treasure of decadence i thought the bag was for everybody to share and i was hoping to get a piece <laughs> and then jane was like no that's your bag and i was like <laughs> are you fucking serious <laughs> like amazing. is it i actually remember looking to mom and holding it up i was like is this okay is like <laughs> that's more that's more candy than we got and like Halloween and, and Christmas that's and Easter and stuff. And so I was like, is this permitted? Am I stealing right now? And, and Jane was like, it's yours. It's fine. It's that's amazing. This is actually, we've talked about this before, but it's a true treasure story. We were in Newport News at our Thanksgiving dinner with our grandparents. And granddad did two things that Thanksgiving. And it is, it is a core memory. It is burned into my brain. One... Okay started talking about a penis he was like the penis just so i remember he said it suddenly and everyone was like all right i think he was talking about the fold of fat that you hide hamburgers on <laughs> yeah i penis. wish no he was talking about his time because he was in every war ever ever world in war one world all war of them II, korea carried and vietnam yes and Four. the cold war i'm sure he was involved with in some way but he uh, he interrogated POWs. That was his job. He made and it. He made it colder. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> it was a warm war until it was a warm. It was the tepid was war until war. he got involved. <laughs> and I got cold. The, this is uh, the same granddad that whenever he before he come over mom would joke don't make him mad because he'll hit you so hard the blood will splatter on the other wall and it wasn't like for them it was hyperbole but to us i was like shit yeah, <laughs> like probably did. there was a level of fear uh, no i i really appreciate him posthumously yes yes, yes. no th we're not talking because he was really interesting All right, keep going, keep going. Yeah, anyway yeah. so he was talking about the penis he brought it up randomly because he interrogated pow's and some of the ones that he was interrogated had been starving themselves in a cave off the islands um Iwo Jima? uh no not um he was in the pacific theater though uh yeah so either way they uh, would play american movies and the uh people they were trying to get to come out of the caves would come out and watch the movies and they just go round them up and he would interrogate them but they had been hiding in there so long they, they resorted to cannibalism and they would eat their dead and the penis was the worst part to eat. It was the one thing. And so I didn't. He, I don't remember that. I, I remember no him telling the story. I I Is didn't that, make this up, but you guys don't remember it, and you were both sitting at the fucking table. No and memory then, of this. 
same dinner, same everything. He left and came back with a sledgehammer and gave it to Chris. And Chris, what did yeah, he do with it? I remember you? the. No, that. okay, so that actually happened right before dinner, where I, and maybe oh, I, was I didn't still know shock. about it till after though. Well, so I was near the kitchen, and he just looks at me and goes, "Boy," because he didn't know any of our names. I was like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "Come with me." And so we walked into the garage and he handed me a sledgehammer. He's like, I want you to put a hole in that wall. <laughs> I was like, with the hammer? He's like, yeah. And so I was like, okay. Because little do you guys know, I'll, I'll do stuff real easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I am kind of a pushover. This is like, all right, let's go where this is going. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of down to clown. Like, let's just, let's, let's see where it goes. So I like hit it and <laughs> yeah a, here's a hammer knock that wall up all right yeah i was like this. this might be a test but i'm gonna do what he said so because i don't want the blood to splatter on the other side of the wall so i hit a hole in the wall he's like all right now reach in there and i reached in there and i was like what am i reaching in for and he's like you should feel some plastic and i was like okay so i'm reaching into a, a hole in the wall in the, in the garage and i feel this plastic and i pull out this bag of silver bars that he had buried in the wall some years before because I don't think he believed in banks because he grew up in the depression and he decided I he was want to put die. silver bars in my walls right now uh, personally no. anyway uh, but those silver bars holy shit that was real there. treasure so there was a moment yeah. where I I tore down a wall it was hidden treasure it was the family treasure but mom used it as a doorstop for like five years and then eventually sold it you know, honestly, that's a better way to hide a bar of silver because, no, you know, like, like they always paint say, it, like, paint put it your like diamonds, put your diamonds in the fish tank with the gravel. No one will ever suspect it. You know what I mean? That's a great way to look at it. And silver is not a bad investment. Honestly, uh, no, but he said to take it to the dentist for fillings to save money. Back to um, treasure. Treasures. One thing that, that uh, two things that I've done, like, so uh as per past episodes we bought this old farmhouse and the the well which is cased in the back and we finally drilled a new well but the old well was the original well i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure and when mm -hmm. the guys drilled the new well they said well there's a reason it can only go down 30 feet because then you hit this like gravel rock area and there's no way if they were hand digging it it could get past it Mm -hmm. And I was excited because <clears throat> I was going to fish the well and I ordered a magnet, right? And Tim, I know you have a magnet. fishing magnet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I lowered this magnet down and I put like a, a cone over it that I made so it wouldn't hit anything. You know, it could go straight down and like uh -huh. find treasure in the silt. All I pulled up were old rusty bucket handles. That's yeah, a good handle cool. though. That's lasted 200 years. Yeah, it was just, I threw them away. They were like not much left. So I fished. And then I took it down. Wait. And then so I took this down to the James River with Ella. And I was like, yeah, we're going to throw this in. We're going to get some murder knives. We're going to get a murder gun. This yeah. is the James River at the deep part. This is where like 99% of murder weapons end up. Let's have fun. Let's toss this thing yeah. and see what happens. Why seal it, flip it out, first throw flashes in the water stakes and then i could just feel like a boom apparently there's an oil pipeline that's uh, in the river no and you couldn't get it off could not get it off and i made a fulcrum and it was a 600 pound magnet or whatever of strength i couldn't get it off and then we just cut it so to this day on the oil pipeline that's like 
10 feet underwater, which is a terrible place to put a pipeline, by the way, in my opinion. Right like in the, plain uh, sight. That's their genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's underwater. And it's, uh, yeah. So there's a $20 Amazon magnet attached to that now. And I didn't get any treasure. Because you can look on YouTube. They put put the magnets down. Oh, like, yeah. I've well, done some in, Europe, in Europe. In Europe. That's the key. In Europe. And hey, Chris, <laughs> play some fast, exciting pirate movie soundtrack okay i'm on it you don't need to do it i'm gonna i can get it wait tim ska box some pirate music for us real quick hold on i can't do it that ska box is the best thing whatever anyway anyway i'm billy bones the pirate uh Gindrup Skites was a first time metal detector in Denmark and he found a hoard of gold jewelry from the Iron Age. Two pounds of gold and medallions. Well, yeah, what's interesting government... about that stuff is like uh I was reading in the New York Times about these two seemingly dummies in uh Britain and they uh found a, a huge treasure trove while detectoring or whatever they call it um uh they found an 1100 year old trove of of like uh jewelry silver bars was that the Uh, one found outside of a bar in europe no but it was no it's a viking hoard of gold jewelry coins and silver bars that were buried and they they found it uh in a field in i near the town of uh leo minister in western england and two men, Gary Powell, 38, and Leighton Davies, 51, who are from Wales, they found it all, but they also went to jail for over a decade because, or sentenced to jail for over a decade, because this was in 2015, because they found this treasure, and instead of announcing the whole treasure to the authorities, as per the law of Europe, or in this case, the UK, um, they hid some of the valuables around. And so they reported that they found all this treasure, but they hid stuff. And then they were fleecing and or fencing off these pieces secretly and they got busted and they both went to jail for over 10 years because there's protocol. They haven't told yet. Yeah. And they, uh, the judge was yelling at them. And the judge was like, you know, if you had revealed that you had found them, you would have gotten over half the value of this. So you would have been like, you would have gotten a lot of money like you would have been like millionaires or whatever or wealthy but because they were getting greedy and like hiding the historical importance of the find they weren't um they were uh it was considered um hiding stolen goods and so they were um uh, arrested and sentenced on a felony charges so when you're treasure hunting it is a slippery slope because you are stealing that money from someone and in some cases like the government of spain doesn't they want their gold bullion back. That they stole from the land of the... Yeah, they stole that fair and square from the Crusades. Wait, <laughs> Whatever. Do you, do you guys hear that? <gasps> Hello! <laughs> All right, I don't know how to say this. Like, I really don't, guys. Just don't, don't. But in uh, <laughs> Worcestershire... Sure. England. Uh-huh. That's a place. <laughs> Worcestershire. 
the first ever time this guy went metal detecting, he found Roman, Viking, and Egyptian artifacts buried. That Turns out it was so much of a collaboration from different areas because they were stolen from an individual's house in 2017, and the thief decided to bury the stolen goods. <laughs> That's like a time prank. That's a time prank. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It ended up being a time prank. The quest for the grail is not about archaeology. It is the race against evil. Another option, of course, is to forget about the quest and go buy paranormal insurance at DorfU.com. If by my life or death I can protect you, I will. You can have my sword. And you have my bow. And my axe. And my paranormal insurance from DorfU.com. For just a few bucks, I can protect us from all kinds of stuff from the likes of ghosts and haints and... Spooks, who knows what lies up ahead? Just go to dwarfy.com and get you some. Orcs, trolls, wizards, champions, magic rings, and potions not included. Oak Maybe. Island is like the most boring show. I, really I cannot watch it. It looks like the worst show it. ever. And the I fact that there's it. five seasons of it, the I'm like, they're not exciting. finding the goddamn treasure. And also, if I know there's five seasons and I haven't heard about a treasure find, It'd I know the first the five seasons are trash, right? It's I thought it was trash. the same show as like the gold diggers. Where no, people just mine no, the gold. No, no, no. That's so this goes legend. back to George Washington, or uh, uh, no, John Adams was the first. Mm -hmm. Like, as in the colonial times, a father. Yeah, it's more and son, national uh, treasure. It is national treasure. A father and son broke through. Like this kid fell into a well, but it wasn't a well. It was like a lid onto another lid onto another lid, and they kept digging down and. Uh, like it was there were weird symbols on it but it was a tunnel in canada that just kept going down and john i think it was john adams funded it and did this whole thing that back then like that was way back in the day early america time national and, treasure time yeah but they got to one seal and they opened it up and it flooded the whole thing with water like it was stopping the water from the ocean that was Mm -hmm. 300 yards away or something somebody had tumbled it up and made so they like were a treasure hunting trap. back yeah then. they were treasure hunting back then and so but you find weird stuff like you'll see stuff from the crusades and it and they think it's a pirate treasure or something like one-eyed willy style mm -hmm. and that's the excitement of it and so the whole thing is like a whole season will go by uh where the the tv show bought the whole fucking island Mm -hmm. But they're going through it, and they'll find something like a Spanish cross from mm -hmm. 800 AD or something crazy. And they're like, why is this here? And then they have like 10 episodes on that and then nothing. Like, so you find bits of the treasure, but you can't. At this point, it's been so polluted. Yeah, I, I feel like the Oak Island show, I'm just waiting for them to find something. And then I might watch like the one hour special episode where they summarize well, 10 seasons. Because I'm not, not I don't have that kind of that. time. You guys know what's time. like, you know what's really amazing? National fucking treasure. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, it's like the best movie ever made. Great. It's so good. I watched it with Jack thinking it was a piece of shit. And I no, love it. It's a really no, good movie. It's an and I just movie. watched it maybe a year ago. What? For you the know, first really? time. I had what? never I was familiar with the memes and the jokes. Never watched it. Sat down no, and watched it. I was really like, it's show. legit. 
It's yeah. good. It's have you Jones watched the second vibes. one? It's Nick Cage. Like, no, I have not watched the second one. That's what? Good. Watch the second one. It's good. The first one's better, but it's fine. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's very legitimately like entertaining film. I watch it all the time. Some Appropriate stupid... for children. I liked it. What's that book series that I hate? Dan Brown, like, David, the, 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 the I don't like it. I think it's crap, Brown. but it keeps me from falling asleep when I'm driving. Sometimes, oh, hate it. But I, National Treasure is a better version of that. Yes. Also, both having Freemason lore in it, uh, which yep. is kind of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know what show I like with Treasure in it? Antiques Motherfucking Roadshow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's every treasure. That's like the hoarder's dream show. Mm Because there's a guy sitting on a mountain of garbage watching that show and be like, that is why I got some of that garbage under This is my 2001 copy of DVDs of uh, Jackass season one. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's worth $200,000. We'll see. I have a friend of mine uh, that I work with uh, on the West Coast. And you know the show, um, I don't know if it's on anymore, uh, Storage Wars or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on that show, but he tests so horrible on camera. He was never on the show. They cut him. But he would he he was there for the origins of that whole thing, and um, he won one great thing. Uh, some famous Hollywood actress had moved to Nevada or something, and he rented a trailer and drove to this auction for the mm-hmm. storage auction, knowing that it was a famous actress. Didn't tell his wife or whatever. <laughs> would have rented a u-haul knowing he was going to get something there yeah and the first guy he got out bed and they go up and they open it it's like a chest of jewels or something oh. like it was some crazy Jesus. thing and then he, the yeah. second one he was bidding on he was and he bit on the stuff and he bit it and they're like oh you got ripped off all this is a big chest of clothes on the back might be something and he went back <clears throat> opened the doors and it was full completely full with antique rifles owned by a celebrity too yeah 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 so he like won on that one he was like i'll take because he spent like 15 grand or something on it when you count the truck so it was a big did he sell it did he get his money back yeah yeah he sold it yeah yeah and he had a he had a warehouse next to he he sold data center stuff but he also had a warehouse full of stuff he had tired hired two guys to get rid of some of his storage winnings and he had like these big dumpsters outside, and I saw him throw away a shoebox, or not not him, but two of the guys. Like the guys, he had a yeah. shelf. He had he had like this is a big warehouse, and like there's a whole section dedicated to like Barbies and piles. Like <laughs> it, it was ridiculous. But they were like throwing stuff away, like just random stuff that was categorized and put together in a shoebox of old photos. And I grabbed it out of the dumpster, and I was like, Hey, Craig, can I have this? He was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I was like, these look, they're old photos. If you, my wife's an artist, if you find more of these, will you send it to me? And then for a while, he would, uh, he stopped doing the storage wars things. But when he found old photos, he'd send it. But Mary painted some of these photos and they were black and white photos and letters and World mm-hmm. War II love letters, which is <clears> mostly <throat> wow, like, well, it was the guy in Europe asking his wife to send him more money is mostly what it was. That's still then, like, you don't, yeah, she, that stuff. she painted the kids but she found the family and got the photos back. And the first guy was like, I don't know who you're talking about. We don't know. I don't know what that is. And then, but that was the brother. And then later he just didn't want to deal with the family. And then later she found a sister that was super grateful and she got all the yeah. stuff back. That's so awesome. Which is a cool that story. That is a treasure. 
that Mary was. and was you a found a treasure inside of a shoebox and then found who would define it as a treasure and got it back to him. That's uh, that's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. That, so it's, it's because it's, it's trash. You're right. It's literal trash. You pulled it out of the trash, but it turned out it was it was treasure to a family. I don't know if, this, uh, if yeah. this is too long of a story to tell. I'll just no. cut it or I'll, I'll make it quick. It. But like it, it's like as far as trash, treasure, and wells, I have a friend who's an artist and her whole project she's like a performance artist and she has this whole project where she her she never knew her um grandmother i want maybe it was great grandmother it was world war ii she she her family's from poland and her grandma yeah it's her great grandmother because her her grandma her she knew her grandmother later in life before she died and she was a really cool woman and but she had no information about her great grandmother um and she was randomly visiting Poland and Ukraine and a couple different areas for this project. And she's in a field and she had this like intense memory that came out of nowhere in this field of her great grandmother being at the same field as a child. And like, it was this weird psychic connection with her great grandmother. And she's like, it was weird that this happened because my grandmother is from this other place. And I was in, and randomly talking to her mom uh they're like oh well actually your grandmother was from this other place in poland and when the nazis were like driving out all the jews because she's jewish um she fled along this lines and she went through the field you were in so you actually connected uh this thing and so she got obsessed with her finding out this woman's story she didn't they don't even know her name really and so she went on this she has this whole art project that's been taking years and years to like figure out where she's going to Poland. She's trying to unearth the story of her great grandmother as she like immigrated through fleeing Poland into Europe and then eventually into the US. Has she completed it? She's still going. She goes over there. She has another artist that she became friends with in Poland and they work together trying to, and Poland right now is going through some crazy times uh, politically where they are very anti-Jewish and like so there's this whole forgotten Holocaust history. Are you over serious? There. Like it's, the, it's yeah, really it's, it's really scary. Weird. It's really scary. It's uh and so there's a lot of there's a lot of artists and and some people working over there just to try to keep the memory of like the Holocaust like not from fading away there. But anyway, so there's this whole story and it's she unearths this crazy story. She and it turns out after years of working on it that the woman that she thought she was following actually wasn't her grandmother. It was this other woman with the same name as her grandmother. But it's this amazing story where she like escaped uh, a concentration camp and was freeing other Jews. I mean, it's like amazing story. Can, of, you, like, can you share her name? We do it. We have a little oh, yeah, bit of Michelle, an audience. The artist's name is Michelle Levy. Um, and she has a, um, she should have some stuff online uh, that's probably like Paulina's story, but there's this really cool story. So she's been working for years. Under, she's like, I don't even care if this isn't my grandmother. Like I still have this connection to my great grandmother and that's different, but I'm going to, I have connected with this woman named Paulina. Like I, her ghost is talking to me and I'm telling her story. I have to unearth her Exodus story. And so she is years and years. She still can't even really prove all sorts of information about her. And so her and this other artist were in Poland and they're kind of giving a tour. They're kind of doing this art project where they're just traveling around Poland and talking at libraries and telling the story of this woman. And they're in this random town in the middle of nowhere. And 
they're telling a story they got asked that day at a bar like hey come by the library and tell your story and they're like four old people showed up right and someone in this the this old man after they gave their little presentation of like telling the story of it's like an art project where they're like kind of it's like a it's funny it's kind of an interesting little narrative about unearthing this woman's story and but um the guy was like so i own some property nearby and they don't he doesn't speak english or like kind of talking he's like you have to come over to my house later today and so they're like you know what we're we didn't even mean to be in this town but like we're come over and he has a well in his backyard and two years earlier he found a bunch of stuff shoved in the well in his yard randomly and he's like i was going to throw it away but i just couldn't throw it away and i want to give it to you and she's like, well, what is it? And it's the woman's passport. It's the oh woman's marriage certificate. Oh. It's the woman. <laughs> it's all the woman's information. They were running from the Nazis and they wanted to get rid of their credentials because they didn't Holy want to get caught. Crap. This is and her they, not grandmother? Yes. This is the woman who she's been trying to connect with. But like, this random dude had her stuff yes. that, oh, and randomly that saw her talk the in the middle of a library with three other people in a town they didn't even mean to go to that they weren't even trying to go to and the guy's like here's all of her documents i was waiting to give this to somebody and it's like That's it's insane. the her marriage certificate it's her like the holy passport shit. to her children it's like the whole and i think she like this immediately started crying and she's like i have a hundred percent connected to this person and it's like this like I'm on. It's like a. Is she still brother. alive? Is she still alive? No, the no, grandmother. No, 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 the great no grandmother. No, 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 the great grandmother. Uh, okay, no, so she's piecing the the. She's piecing together story the story together. of this woman that she has no relation to, but she's obsessed with now, and who she has dreams about, and who like is has the same name as her great grandmother. But like, so that's it's like this, a treasure. That's like, but that's what I'm saying. Like treasure. the wells in Europe have so much to say. Like, yeah. And that goes back, throwback to the beginning of this episode, we were talking about the Lacanian subconscious, like we shove stuff down, like we bury it to get rid of it. But like, what, what's the line from Indiana Jones? Like you take a cheap pocket watch, you put it in the sand and it's priceless. And... Look at this pocket watch, $10 <laughs> at any vendor. Take it buried into the sand for a thousand years, it's priceless. Priceless. I like how Nate's still quoting Indiana Jones, but there's a pirate in the room. Maybe in a thousand years, you'll be with something, Dr. Jones. Anyway, in 1977, Ty Pawson used a metal detector and found the Mojave Nugget. 156 ounce chunk of gold in 2014 that sold for 400,000 dollary dues. That <laughs> so your pirate <laughs> However, I know it's Billy Bones still. The largest nugget ever found with a metal detector was by Kevin Hillier near Kingover, Australia. In 1980, it was 960 ounce and sold to the Gold Nugget Casino for one million dollar dues. And that was 1980 dollar so that's like 2026 billion dollar dues. Um, we've all metal detected, and gold is hard to find. You gotta have a special 
metal detector for gold. What's the coolest thing you ever found with a metal detector? Nate found a wedding ring. No, Brad nope. found a wedding Brad's, ring. Brad's on Nate's property ring. where there's also a grave site and Brad is the only one brave enough to take it off the property. What did he do with it, Nate? Yeah, he still has it. I, it was in the garden though and it was from the 60s or 50s. I've mm -hmm. looked it up. Mm. I told him, if okay. you pulled that off a skeleton finger, you need to go put it back on a skeleton <laughs> finger. <laughs> you know what's awesome that uh, Nate shared that actually got a lot of attention because uh, he didn't know I double shared it was the uh, casket screw. screw. Yeah, they found the casket Ooh. screw. There are decorative casket screws. And if anybody's interested, Google casket screws. There are some amazing ones. And mm -hmm. Nate found one in his yard. Mary found one. Mary found one in her yard, which is also Nate's yard. But the uh, it's creepy because casket screws are meant to keep caskets shut. <laughs> Why is it loose? Where are its friends? Zombies. Zombies. What? Zombies are what? You found Grave a robbers. solo casket screw? Mary did. We found a lot of horseshoes, and I found a belt buckle. Not, not you're much. dodging. You're dodging the question. Where the? Where are the rest of the screws, Nate? I don't know. That's probably <laughs> why don't far you away. Know? That's why I told her. I was like, take it and put it in the ground, and then take your finger and push that back into the ground. <laughs> 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 like you don't want anything to come looking for it that's like, the problem like, is if i found some cool stuff i'm i'm uh paranoid or like superstitious enough i'd probably be like well shit i can't take it <laughs> like like this is definitely connected to someone's skull down there you know like cool sword but i'm gonna put this right back in there yeah. how do you launder how do you launder antiquities you know um, and from the dead you know i'm so not worried I, about the antiquities i'm worried about the ghosts uh i feel like of all the people to be worried about ghosts you're on like the bottom of the list just out of the yeah. only because i don't make respect. them mad uh, no, going back i did want to tie something together though yeah like metal detecting the well thing uh we we talked about oak island all that stuff i want to go back to like great indiana jones comic book uh fate of atlantis and stuff oh, like yeah. that like, yeah. every, everything's about like finding something ancient of value or power or whatever and yep. i think humanity is like obsessed with that uh, yeah, like, it's like always, an archetype we, 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 we look to that all the time i love uh <laughs> like castle in the sky Mm -hmm. Like the best part of that movie is you're finding some like ancient awesome thing, and those robots are so badass. They would still be badass if they were new cool robots, but they're not. Like they're, they're ancient. ancient, old, and super powerful, and something we don't uh, forgotten knowledge that uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> no one understands anymore. And I feel like that makes it way cooler. Just yeah. like Indiana Jones, which we touched on but didn't really like touch on. Yeah, like that's like the real the real treasure hunter Absolutely. and going after it like the the lost ark and and all of that well stuff. that's why like the temple of power. doom was the worst one because he was like fortune and glory fortune and glory but he later learns oh it's actually about family and he returns the stones the sacred stones to the indian village but the reason why that 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 movie though entertaining fails in comparison to like raiders and crusade 
was they're tapping into it's not about the treasure it's about lost power or lost um knowledge knowledge um raiders isn't as straightforward with that no but that's but crusades that well no raiders definitely is when, when they're talking about the arc like in the school building in the beginning of the movie like yeah haven't you that's boy, pretty you solid sunday school any guys ever go to sunday school yeah. like oh, it was so exciting good. i loved how like the movie would have and it's the best fan theory i've ever had or whatever conspiracy with or without indiana jones the movie would have happened exactly like it did yeah it's great for raiders yeah yeah like if indiana jones did not exist you're right you're right because he got caught and tied up and he failed but then yeah he was he was was smart enough like the whole thing he was annoying he He was a witness to it yeah he He just witnessed it yeah but the whole time like he did nothing to stop it like because the nazis the what's his name the guy with the black suit would have still gone and gotten abner's abner's thing you know maybe he wouldn't have caught on fire he would have just bought it off miriam gone back eventually the french guy would have found the ark he was digging in the wrong place but it was a matter of time before he found the other one and he still wanted to take it to the island on the submarine to to test it out right like all of that would have happened and then everyone would have died and the whole thing (laughs) so the only difference is possibly it would americans wouldn't get it yeah americans wouldn't have it maybe germans would have it but it's still by the time they went back to the island perhaps the war would already been over maybe that was the whole thing he stopped germany from ever getting it yeah until no but you're you're right to bring that up i mean that's kind of what i mean i i mean i love that stuff and that's why i think we were all attracted to indiana jones i remember your uh the lost city of atlantis comic book that you had i like, have it so i have it. it tim still has it i remember trying to draw off the cover of it you know oh it's, it's so, so cool. cool it's such a uh, great cut co- in that i was disappointed think about crystal skull if it had been atlantis yeah probably better well uh, like to get back yeah get back. oh my god who's that hello it's me again billy boat i don't know where i went for a minute have you ever seen the movie gladiator <laughs> there's this one point where uh what's his face kills an undefeated guy in a mask and the mask is kind of creepy but kind of cool at the same time and the blood comes out of his mouth and he's like and marcus aurelius is like you're not entertained and it's it's kind of cool you should check it out anyway there's this guy crosby garrett he discovered a helmet it's called the crosby garrett helmet you should google it he found it in Cumbria, England in May 2010. It was in 67 pieces. It was reconstructed and sold at auction for $3.4 million bucks. And, and for that, real, you guys should Google the Crosby Garrett helmet. It's it an like awesome it. helmet mm-hmm. that uh, looks like the one from Gladiator, like Billy Bones just said. How far back do we go in society? Like one of the, uh, like I was talking about earlier, I've been listening to um, a lot of Joseph Campbell and uh, Alan Watts this week, which are great. They're both cool. They they zone me out. Like I can do anything and I'll zone out to both of their voices. Like they got good voices. That's why they're all right. I think, and they're smart. We brought them up like a hundred times. Alan Watts sounds like our granddad with the same inflections, and it's why I like him. 
Yeah, but Granddad would be like, and, and he would say the he, opposite things. He would try to fight Alan things. Watts. He would say they would not bad. be friends. They would not they, be friends. You would not. They were the exact same age, and they were the exact opposite people. But I like uh, Joseph Campbell was, was saying what was really weird. He was like, you know, what's insane is they found shrines in caves that are two hundred thousand years old of bear skulls. Yes, is like so awesome. we're talking about this now like uh-huh. humanity who's which has only been around for thirty thousand years we're talking about like all this stuff and what's the meaning of this or religion or whatever it is so ingrained in like whatever is what caveman part of humanity two hundred thousand years ago there was yeah. some guy that was putting a skull up to worship in a cave you know, and that's and because back then there wasn't metal, there wasn't yeah. gold, there wasn't anything, and that was kind of like the first treasure. Really, was the the spirituality of everything. And the well, back then they would have had like the bear. The bear, it might have been their god, and they would have had to kill their god to worship it. Yeah, so it cool. Bigger and stronger. Yeah, check this out, guys. Guys, come look. The one thing, the treasure thing, I want in this episode, and you've talked about it is how Nicolas Cage went for a real quest for the Holy Grail. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> we're talking, he's not only, we talked about him as a movie star. Yeah. And who, national, treasure, movie, national treasure. Like who looking for treasure. In real life. He, he was an actual He was looking, and he is a collector of oddities. So he also famously had a two-headed snake that he kept in his house when he lived in new orleans and when he was filming that movie with um david lynch bad lieutenant uh david lynch wanted to see the snake so bad that nicholas cage would not show it (laughs) he's like you want to use it in the movie he's like i do want to use it in the movie he's like you can't it's my snake it costs him a million dollars or something Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, Nicholas was... did go on a real life Holy Grail quest and unfortunately failed to find it or lied after he found it and just told everyone he didn't find it and secretly has the Holy Grail in his room, which is why he gets three movies a year to this day. What I one of the things about Indiana Jones, the two the moral of the story of treasure hunting in Indiana Jones, with the exception of uh, Temple of Doom, which we won't talk about, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, how did he survive that? He realized that it wasn't worth you did. He humbled himself by not. Don't looking. look at it, Miriam. Don't Ever, look at it. He did just not, shut your eyes. Just shut your eyes. He did not. And that's what saved them is they did not participate in the sacrilege of unearthing that information, right? In of, Temple of in, uh, Mysterious Gods. Yeah, yeah. Last Crusade, same thing. Elsa wanted to cross the seal with their. Elsa, with their let tr- it go. It's, just, it's not worth it. Let it go. He and, wanted to do it. Yeah. And, 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 and like, Indiana Jones, after care. almost dying and all this trouble, he was like, just let it go. And that's why Indiana Jones rode out of the. Yeah, the, that's a great. And point Elsa press. fell to her death. Is No, but he let it go. He let the prize never, go. Yeah, it wasn't about the prize or the prize. That's a- was it was Elsa. about the Elsas he made along the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, Shit, nobody talks about it, night. but Indiana Jones and his dad had sex with the same person within like a <laughs> yeah. week. And they Ships talked about passion. it. They had a and conversation. they talked about it. Ships that it wasn't a big night. deal. 
Ships that pass in the night. She's half your age. <laughs> Ships that pass in the night. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, intense. Uh, no, but the uh, uh, but to your point, that was the thing. Is is he had Indiana Jones had his limits? I guess you know. Just don't understand God, which goes back to Dad's favorite Bible story, uh, which is Exodus. When Moses <clears throat> climbs the mountain the first time for the commandments or whatever, Moses is like, I can't remember the, ch- I don't have a, I wonder if Gideon, I'll look in a second to see if there's a Gideon's Bible behind me and I'll quote it for real. But uh, he goes up the, the mountain or whatever, Mount Sinai, and it's like, hey, hey God, hey burning bush God, can I just see you for like a second because <laughs> I've done all this shit and you know, the firstborn thing and took all the people out of Egypt. He just like, let me look at you. And God's like, no, 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 I'm too cool. You can't ever look at me. I'm badass. Yeah. He's like, no, come on, man. I did all this shit for you. Now I just climbed this mountain. Just look at me. And God's like, I'll tell you what, you can look at my butt. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And then God moons Moses and Moses nice. is amazed. And it's in the Bible. <laughs> both versions both versions well i always like the judaic version of god because they're like you can't even say the name if you say the name the true name you'll explode and that's why the ark of the covenant in indiana jones nice you're in a hotel in georgia they of course there's a bible in there but like the (laughs) the indiana jones ark of the covenant you can't look at it because you'll explode you know there was there you know the ark the Ark of the Covenant is a whole treasure. It's very interesting because that's like a real thing, right? And so there are It some, is, oh, big deal real thing. Yeah, and, like and so yeah. even if you're like, and not even from a spiritual sort of way, like just a historic thing, it's a historical thing. And there, I remember reading about this theory about, so the idea of the Ark and how it was used is the Ark was held in the temple and then the only the highest, most like, celebrated of the the rabbis could go in it only on a holy day and if they weren't worthy or they didn't do it right they would explode or they would be electrocuted extremely and there's this whole theory i was reading i forget in what book but that the ark was actually a giant battery because it's a giant metal box and inside of it was layers of salt and other and, and precious metals and so it essentially created an electrical battery with arcing, like that drawing the Indiana Jones, like it was in the movie, they were basing that off of architect, like historical documents. Like that's what it looks like. We saw those but, documents in the CIA files. Yeah. And so the serif, uh, oh yeah, about remote viewing, about where it is currently, uh, mm-hmm. they would, you would, it would arc the rabbi and actually electrocute them. Uh, and so um, I heard that it was UFO parts that also good that's the roadside picnic theory yeah yeah the roadside in its radiation so it's radioactive that's why everyone who touches it dies or whatever and you bring it forward it's like the cursed thing and uh yeah it's a radio for speaking with god hey we need to have a uh what's our what's it called the riddler we gotta have what's our riddler (laughs) 
what's our Quiznos this week? You know exactly what our Quiznos is. <laughs> what is our Quiznos? What's your fucking treasure? What treasure yeah. have you found? And and the treasure can be anything because I was in my backyard once and I found a half of a wolf man werewolf rubber action figure from the 60s and it was the coolest shit i'd ever found in a long time and that was treasure you can call and leave us that or have you ever found a coin or i went river fishing with a magnet once and i pulled up eight foot uh fencing post times two two fencing posts that was treasure what's your story email it to wizard at dorfyou.com d-o-r-f-y-o-u.com tweet us at podcasts yeah i feel like treasures obviously there's some other stuff going on i i I feel like you know i feel like we 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 explained that it's an oddity we had some stories had some laughs anybody listening should know that two and a half hours of casual conversation based on astral projection was edited out of this (laughs) yeah we're saving that gold that's some gold dirt for you because we yeah we started talking about it and then immediately like got sidetracked for two and a half hours and then got back on track chris is gonna suck that gold dirt out like a septic tank (laughs) sucking sewage sucker that comes up to your yard yeah yeah